0: Kiwi Yarns with Brody Kane. Kia ora and welcome to Kiwi Yarns. Today's guest is a remarkable young woman, Siobhan Terry, and I think we'll all quite possibly have to keep an eye on her as I think she's destined for amazing things. Siobhan is just featured on the global stage as part of a series called We the 15. This is um, by the International Paralympic Committee and it's designed to raise awareness of the 15% of the global population that lives with a disability. Siobhan is beaming in from Rotorua now. Thank you so much for coming on Kiwi Yarns.
1: Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
0: now, first of all, as we record here in New Zealand at the moment, we are, um, well, you and I are in level three, which is essentially a lockdown with takeaways. So first of all, I'll ask you, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. I think for most people, most people would be the same. Bit of a shock going into lockdown. So just deal with it how we can, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good attitude. Now, tell me about this amazing... Global campaign that you've been involved with. It's called We the 15. Um, and it, again, as I said in the intro, it's to raise awareness of the 15% of the global population living with a disability. How did you become involved in this massive campaign?
1: Yeah, so it was actually really strange. I competed at the Halberg Games a few months ago um, and I did an interview with a lovely lady and she. Wrote up her article, and her the t- um, title for her article was "The Girl in the Blue Tutu," and someone overseas saw this, and they got in touch with myself and my club, and that's how it all came about.
0: So the girl with the blue tutu. So you're cruising around at the 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 Hellberg Games in a tutu, obviously.
1: Yeah. So the past four years, I've worn a blue tutu every every single time. <laughs>
0: Good, I love it. And so this campaign. So for people going, where do I see this? It's it's a, it's a, in conjunction with Facebook, isn't it? So um, is it quite easy easy for people to find?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's on the the Facebook app page. It's on the Paralympics Games page. It's on my Facebook page. On my athlete page. It, it's everywhere.
0: Awesome. And was it surreal? seeing yourself involved in it?
1: Oh, it's it's so weird, honestly, just to like watch a video and be like, oh, that's me and lots of people have seen it and they're all messaging me and, hey, I saw you in this video. That's so cool. And it's like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) very overwhelming but super cool and I'm so grateful to be a part of it.
0: And how important was it for you when you were asked to be involved in something that is creating awareness about the number of people in the world living with a disability?
1: Oh, honestly, it's so important. Um, you know, growing up for myself, I didn't really, I wasn't really surrounded by that community. I didn't find out about para sports or Paralympics until I was about 15 or 16. And I guess up until that point, I kind of just lived my life like an everyday person. Um, as I got more into the high school, I started to realize that I was different. I didn't really have a place until I found that place when I was 15. Um, and I want to be able to make I want to be able to make para sports aware for everybody, for all the younger kids, especially that don't know about it, to give them that sense of belonging right from the get-go, from that young
0: age. That's amazing. And Siobhan, you were born with Clubfoot. Can you explain to people what that is and how that affects you on a day-to-day basis?
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, Clubfoot. Um, uh, they found out about an hour after I was born that I had a Clubfoot and because of the severity of it they just named it a club foot but in actual fact it was more than a club foot they didn't know what to call it um but I think growing up as a young kid I wasn't really too much affected by it I still did everything still got involved with everything um it wasn't until I got to around high school that I really started to notice that I was different you know I was a lot slower than everybody else and that's when it kind of started to become like oh You know, I am different and that's when it is start impacting me a little bit. Um, But then once I found out about para sports and got into all the swimming and the cross country and everything, it was just like, wow, there's a place for me and I've really grown to accept it as a part of me and now it's just the best friend that's attached to me,
0: as I've said before. (laughs) That's so, so cool. And talk to me about when you say um, being different because – I, you know, and, and we're talking while the Paralympics are on and I guess it's more about embracing that actually you, you don't have to be put in another category or a different category. It's actually okay to say, I'm different and that's cool. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. It's just just a part of you and it's, it's
1: all right to share that part of you because everyone has their own unique features and that's just what ours is.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> and so in terms of that and wanting to raise awareness though th- the cool thing is is you're actively being involved in in raising awareness that hey if you are different you do belong and creating that s- space for people to feel that that's very cool you must be very proud to be part of that oh
1: i'm so i'm so I'm so grateful to be a part of it honestly it's been a crazy journey the past couple of years and I'm excited to see- See what happens coming
0: up. <laughs> and st- we'll stick with the uh, Paralympics. What's been some of your favourite events and that to watch? Because I, Mum and I, I'll tell you, Mum and I have been up most nights till at least 1am and we have just been absolutely blown away, not only by the, the athleticism and achievements that we're watching, but when you hear about people's backstories and how they've got to the Paralympics, it's absolutely mind-blowing. So what's been some of your favourites?
1: Yeah. Um, my favourite has to be Tupanufi. She won a gold medal um, a few days ago and on, I cried at the TV. It was so emotional. I sent her a video of me crying and my reaction to the video just because it was so, it was crazy. Um, even thinking about it now, I'm tearing up again. <laughs> um, but also as well, watching, because I'm a swimmer, of course, I've been focusing mainly on the swimming events, um, but like Jesse and all the others and Sophie, Pascoe, Nikita, but. Even so, I've been watching Sophie Pascoe, and the other day she did a race and she collapsed. And just you can see the amount of effort that they put in, and just how inspiring it is for them to be where they are, and just the emotions that have been showing over the TV. It's just, it's crazy. It's really, it's really, really cool and really, really inspiring. And so for you,
0: there's like you, you. I, I was reading uh, when I was doing a bit of research that you're not someone that's like trying to put a ridiculous amount of pressure on yourself, which I think is great. But it is something that you're kind of exploring, maybe swimming a few lengths to maybe swim your way to the Paralympics? Uh, yeah, definitely. I
1: To be able to make it to the Paralympics would be the biggest dream come true, like an absolute crazy thing to happen. Um, and I would really love for that to happen. But also, so long as I've given it my best shot, I don't mind where I end up so much, as long as I know in my heart that I've given everything my absolute best and that I've been able to make an impact
0: somewhere. So, yeah. <laughs> and when did you get into swimming? Have you always enjoyed it?
1: Yeah, so I've, I've always swam from a young age. used to go down to the pools with my friends and be like, I'm just going to go do some laps. <laughs> don't know why, but I used to love it. And, um, and then I competed in cross-country for a little while. That was my first taste into para sports. My English teacher got me involved with that. And then because of too many injuries, I had to stop that. And it was kind of like, this is where I belonged and now I can't do it. Um, But then I got a phone call one morning, Saturday morning, real early. You can imagine I'm a teenager. So it was a bit like, oh, my mum called me up and was like, hey, come on down to the pools. I found a coach. Let's see what happens. So got out of bed, got dressed into my togs and went down for a swim and started five mornings from there the following Monday.
0: Okay, so we're going to talk about the five morning thing. Um, So I remember swimming uh, when I was training for surf lifesaving and I remember having to get up at five and I remember that there was no amount of fitness or love for the sport that ever made that alarm clock enjoyable. Is that the same for you?
1: Oh, you know, my alarm goes off at five o'clock. I get out of bed at 25 past, I went to be there by 5.30, so... (laughs) I really rush out the door, but I guess there are some, there's like the rare occasion where I'm excited to go to training because I know we're doing a good set that I really want to do. But yeah, like you said, it doesn't get any easier waking up at that time.
0: Yeah, honestly. Um, go back to your English teacher. So you were saying it was your English teacher at school that had a discussion with you about para sport.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So she, I remember her asking me one time, she messaged me the other day about this. Um, She remembered asking me in class one time, do you know who Sophie Pascoe is? And my response was, I've got no idea. So she opened up this whole world for me in parasports. She introduced me into this cross country race and I was super nervous going into it. But then I raced and it was like, wow, there's this like whole new world. And then from there, it was just, it just honestly unfolded. I learned all these new things. I learned who Sophie Pascoe was,
0: <laughs> and then
1: I learned so many more other athletes, and it was just cool. It was
0: really, really cool. And so you, but I don't think you're just good at like swimming and obviously running. I hear that you're not not too bad at archery as well. <laughs>
1: um,
0: that, yep, yep, yeah, <laughs> <it>. absolutely. <laughs>
1: No, that, that was, uh, maybe, that was a bit of a fluke, honestly. The last the Games I competed and I won the archery. But, yeah, it, honestly, it was a bit of a fluke. Every time I hit, like, a bullseye or a good strike, I'd, I'd turn around and my mouth would be wide open and I'd just be like, what just happened? And then I won and, I again, I was just like, my jaw dropped and I looked at the coach and I was like, um, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. I love it. Don't say it's a fluke. Just say, yeah, I I knew exactly what I was doing the whole time. Um, (laughs) Now you're also though, so you're in the pool, you're in the pool like what? So five times a week? Seven times at the moment
1: and the
0: gym on top of that. Oh, okay. So we've got um, seven swims. We've got the gym and you're also for people uh, 21 years old and in your last year studying. So what are you studying?
1: I'm studying a degree in sports and recreation, actually. So I've got two months left to go and then see what happens from there.
0: So I dare say um, that all keeps you quite busy, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's ever a moment where I can fully stop and be like, I've got nothing to do.
0: (laughs) And with your, um, obviously, yep, Cole would would potentially like to maybe go to the Paralympics, but, but also with your degree... Obviously, you're really, really passionate and would be interested in making sure that sport is always in your life, even in a career sort of frame of mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, originally, I wanted to do early childhood education um, when I was around 15, 16. That, that was my goal. I was going to do that. And then when I got introduced to sports, it completely changed. And I went straight out of high school into this sports degree because it just. Seemed right, and it felt right. You know, I'd like to be able to work with either Paralympics New Zealand or the Halberg Foundation or ParaFed. Any of those sort of things would be a goal. Honestly, I'd love to go to work in those environments to be able to help spread awareness for para sports.
0: What's pretty clear as well. I mean. You're, as I say, you're only 21, but you and you're an amazing young leader. You're an advocate for younger athletes, and you spend a lot of time doing this. You know the Halberg Youth Council. Um, I dare say, you're yeah, not a great deal of spare time to yourself. But what is it that you love so much about doing all of that? Uh,
1: I just, I just love being able to meet people um, and get involved, and again create that awareness, be able to. Like especially meeting the younger children. It's so cool to see them coming through and be excited about what their future and what they've um what they can achieve, sort of thing.
0: That's so cool. And okay, so if we go back to spare time, there's probably not a lot. Like if you've got downtime, what are you doing? Are you lying asleep on the couch or what?
1: Um, I like to sit and watch some shows with my mum. We've got our favorite T V shows that we watch. We sit on the couch most nights. What's your favorite um, T V shows? shows? Uh, at oh uh, we go through a lot of TV shows to so kind of finish most of the series our most recent one is and with an e it was pretty
0: good what's that
1: on uh Netflix
0: okay I'll have a look for that oh good. so you do get a little bit of time and I guess yeah I uh, you you um would spend that with your nearest and dearest the people close to you
1: yeah yeah I've got my younger nephews i uh, spend time with my sisters Family is a huge part huge part of my everyday life. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> and for someone that is pretty young and very worldly wise and quite mature and seems to have such a wonderful grounding, what, what do we put that down to? What do you put that down to?
1: Uh Yeah, I think I put that down to, again, family, um, the way I've been brought up. I'm so grateful to them and the experiences that I've had as well, you know, all of it puts together my coach, it's all sort of taught me. To, taught me. It's sort of taught me in life, I guess. <laughs> Don't know how to word that, but you know, sort of thing. It's brought. It's raised awareness for where I am now, and I'm able to utilize these experiences that I've had to go forward and um, bounce off that knowledge that I've gained.
0: And who are some of your biggest inspirations? It's quite a hard question, I know, but like people that you think you're pretty cool. <laughs>
1: um. I think, honestly, there are so many people that I am inspired by. Um, my top two at the moment, probably Tupo Nufi, um, how she's racing over there, super inspiring, and probably Sophie Pascoe as well. You can't can't go off that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, hey, when we're in the – so you're in the pool and you're training away. how Have you got – what's your coach like? Who's your coach?
1: Uh, my coach is Hank Groupink he's pretty cool he's got a um a dutch accent <laughs> so sometimes we'd have um, do some jokes whatever whenever he says maybe 50 we'll be like okay so it's five or like we'll, we'll twist his words to try and get have to do less but nah training's enjoyable and my teammates I get along with all of them so yeah
0: so you, yeah, because I, I just love thinking about the pool vibe and <laughs> all, like, it's like this funny group of people at a pool almost in the middle of the night with, like, a coach, like, on the whiteboard, looking at the whiteboard, massive set, and you're like, why am I, do you have those moments, though, sometimes where you're like, why am I doing this?
1: Us. <laughs> oh. So many times, especially in the hard sets, we'll, like, touch the wall and we'll have, like, three seconds to take a breath and go. And I'll just look at my coach and I'll just be like, no. Nope. I'll say something probably not the nicest thing, but he knows it's all in, it's all out of love. Um, but then we'll keep going and it's just, it's just hilarious and I love being a part of it.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, Siobhan, talk to me about – so with, um, as you say, you have a more severe – like a severer version than – clubfoot but how like does that give you grief now Do, have you had to have operations over the years like or are you just like it's doesn't cause you any problems like um yeah
1: so I have had many operations I don't know how many exactly my mum would be able to answer that question um I think at the right now it's not it's not causing too much pain but there are definitely times where I sort of think to myself or experience that pain and it's like it is it is it does become hard um especially when it impacts the things that I enjoy so like running I had to stop that because of it and that always there's always a bit disheartening disheartening when it's because of your disability that you can't do something when you try so hard to to define the odds and you know what I mean explore the things you can do so yeah but I think at the moment I'm I'm happy where I'm at and yeah, again, just learning to accept it as I grow.
0: And how do you stay so positive? What are some things that you, because you seem like a very positive person that's very glass half full, not glass half empty?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've always been a giggler. I've always had a big smile, as I've been told. Um, I just enjoy being around people and helping, helping to make a difference, and I guess that that always has a good positive impact
0: on myself (laughs) oh I love that and I think that honestly just some of the work that you do and and I think that um particularly around with the young young kids they're so lucky to have people like you because you're doing exactly what um what young people need is other young people around them to to lift them up so it's very very cool what you're doing
1: thank you very much <laughs>
0: right we'll give you the kiwi yarns quick fire questions if you're ready for those number one is what do you bring to a summer barbecue uh vegetarian sausages good okay and that means that you're vegetarian yes i am <laughs> and you're probably pleased because there seems to be a lot more like better options in terms of a vegetarian sauce these days
1: yeah, there's some good options and there's some bad options. It's 50/50 which one <laughs> you pick to be honest.
0: <laughs> Trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay, what about the five kiwi people that you're bringing to the but bar- ba- the barbecue?
1: Um, because I've never met them and besides my friends and family, I would invite Ursula Carlson.
0: Brilliant. Um,
1: Sarah Cowley Ross. Brilliant. Lisa
0: Adams. Brilliant. Same, Valerie Adams and Emma Twig. Oh, that's a great lineup! <laughs> Amazing. All right, we'll organise that. That sounds like a good wee party. Yeah, that would be very enjoyable
1: and entertaining.
0: Now, who would be your favourite Kiwi artist or song?
1: Um, I like Stan Walker, Take It Easy, or Aotearoa.
0: Oh, they're great tunes.
1: Yeah, he's nice got, chill a, vibe. He's got <laughs> a
0: beautiful voice, doesn't he? yes yep (laughs) now where would you love to go in New Zealand Siobhan that you haven't been um I'd love to go to Queenstown oh haven't been there no not yet (laughs) well you need to get there it's a cool spot
1: yeah I'd love to go snowboarding or skiing
0: all right well you maybe (laughs) maybe next winter
1: Maybe, maybe. We'll see how the schedule goes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Now, finish this sentence. I'm most happy in New Zealand when I am... Surrounded by water, family and friends. Oh, that's that's a good combination. Wonderful. Hey, well, look, thank you so much for coming on Kiwi Yarns. It's been lovely to talk to you and I genuinely mean that. Like, it's really nice to speak to someone who is... So young and so full of life and throwing energy, um, you know, to the way of other people. So you're an absolute delight. Siobhan, thank you for coming on Kiwi Yarns. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) No worries. All the best in the future. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. That was Kiwi Yarns. We'll see you next week.